All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. And today's episode is a little unique, but it's going to be super amazing because what I decided to do is that I had invited four alumni from the program who had completely different backgrounds, of completely different industries, but all of them had one thing in common and that they all landed their dream job. And so what I did is that I invited these four individuals to come speak to the mentees and share about their journey and what worked for them and what they did differently because of the academy and ultimately how they landed their dream job. And so it's an amazing panel. This I'm, t- I'm recording this after and I'm telling you, it was full of great content and you're going to be able to walk away with some actionable tips of what they did to stand out and land their dream job. So without further ado, enjoy this panel interview. Have a great day. You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. What's up? What's up? Look who's in the house. Tristan with the legendary hair ready to come <laughs> rock it. Hey. What's Bring up? What's up, everybody? Look, we got the other panelists joining. We're just missing Jay. We are just missing Jay. Hey, Silvana, how are you? Wagering. What's up? What's hey, up? Hi, Adrian. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, me too. Good to we're see bringing you. The, we're bringing the gang back together. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> old, old times. The OGs. It's like weird to be on this side of the call now. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> yep. That's so true. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know where Jay is. Let me text Jay really quick. Um, Jay's like the busiest one apparently. Mm. Can't get a hold of her. <laughs> some, of you, some, of y'all, um, some of y'all used to be on our side of the call. Like you guys would attend or we'd talk to Daniel yeah. about these sort of things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for, the, for the whole summer straight. Summer 2020. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nico, this, this was not too long ago. Less than six months ago, all, yeah. all three of them were in your shoes. Yeah. Wow. And now they're um, bosses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let, let that be a testament to, to yeah, what you signed up for, for sure. Let's get started. So actually, um, before we get started, I actually have a couple of announcements. Um, so uh, Tristan, Adrian, and Silvana, there are our guests, there are panelists, but before we go into the, introducing them and going into their story, um, I have some announcements for the, for the mentees of the program. If you're a guest, um, obviously this doesn't apply to you, but just we just have some general uh, announcements. But you, if you're a guest, I do want to uh, let you guys know, if you guys, at the end of the call, uh, this call will end at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the dot. If you enjoyed the call and you want to learn about the program, just stick around. I'll stick around and answer some of your questions. Uh, but I do want to have some announcements for our guests. Um, 
which is there is J. Um, and um, Adrian, Tristan, and the lineup won't kill me because this does like as uh, the fact that the program is only going to get better and better. I don't even so want to know for the, <laughs> for the upgrades that we're about to share. Um, all right, so hold on, hold on. Let me sh let me share my screen. Hold on one second. Okay. So for all of you who follow me on LinkedIn, you guys know that um, that we are our team is growing, and we have two amazing people just like literally working on this business with me, like essentially twenty four seven. And so I want to formally introduce you guys before we make an announcement on Slack. So we have Natalia, and she's gonna be our mentee success manager. She's essentially going to help me hold you guys accountable. So in the past, when you joined the program, I couldn't keep track of like all of you. When you came to office hours and you asked for help, I was there and I was willing to help. But now we're going to get on you. So we'll be checking up on you a lot more. And we're going to say, what are you doing? Why haven't you done this? Let's get to work. So we're holding each other accountable. So I'm going to let Natalia, who got dressed up today, Say hello and introduce herself um, and say a little bit about you, like she loves to code. Okay, hello everybody. Um, I'm so happy to, to be here working with Daniel and also supporting you all. Um, I'm here to, to help you with everything. Um, everything that you need, you can write me and I guess we are going to figure out uh, what to do. That's it. Love it. So her job, again, really, if you have questions about accessing the program, finding a worksheet, like anything that's not like necessarily re related to like mentoring uh, goes to her, right? That way, those questions that no longer go to me, now I can concentrate my time more on like the mentoring side. Does that make sense? So questions about like office hours, anything, like anything you need to find out. Uh, she's, she's, she's the person, right? Honestly, she's probably the easiest person to get a hold of me because she controls the calendar. Like, like, so if you, like, if you, if you're in a, a premium client, you need a one-on-one -on -one call with me, she can get me, she can get you on the calendar like this. She's the boss. All right. Next person I want to introduce is Salome and she's just, awesome and awesome and she's gonna be in charge of our content and marketing team so you guys seeing that the group is growing and it's all a big part of Salome's work and so she's doing some amazing stuff so you guys are gonna see um a little bit of updates so before we go into the, some of the updates i'm gonna let Salome introduce herself hey guys uh, it's a pleasure to meet you all uh I'm going to be the one leading the sales and marketing department. So if any of you needs any help regarding social networks, marketing campaigns, or even if you have a friend who could be interested in doing the program, I would be super grateful if you send them my way. Um, if you have absolutely any doubts regarding the technical aspects of the program, or maybe you can't get a hold of Natty or Daniel, uh, you can just send me a message on Slack and I will be really happy to help. Yeah, we, we're a team, so we're just here to help. Um, anything we can. Okay, I have one, so a couple of more announcements, and I think this is going to be even better. 
it's still sharing, right? Yeah. You guys can see my Canva. All right. Yeah. It's all right. You guys just see the Canva. It's all great. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Um, in the last couple of, so sometimes I randomly will tag some of the mentees um, in my posts and stuff like that. And as a side effect of like giving you guys some love, we found that um, whenever we highlight people on my LinkedIn page, that the visibility in their profile goes dramatically up. So I'll give you an idea. Um, we highlighted Fatima like a, a little while ago. And I don't know if she's here or not, but um, in the last two weeks, Fatima has gotten uh, 10 messages from recruiters for full-time roles. Uh, and then Natalia, I posted a thing about Natalia and then her profile views went up by 3000%. And she got a message from a recruiter trying to steal her from me, which she might leave because it's a good opportunity, but it's okay. I'll live with that. I'm okay with that. Um, and so what we said was like, so when we were brainstorming last week, the three of us were like, why don't we, like, you guys know I'm all about win-win situations. Why don't we do a, a mentee highlight every Friday? And we just start highlighting mentees in the program who are doing some really good work. This is, we're going to try to highlight the people who are engaged, who come to office hours, who are coming to things and say, let's give them some love. The mentees win because they got highlighted by the over close to 19,000 people that follow my, my profile. A lot of them being recruiters and decision makers. Um, selfishly, I win because you guys are happy. And so it's a totally win-win situation. So why don't we do this more often in a systematic way? And so we will be starting doing that. Um, and so just be on the lookout. We haven't created an exact formula on how we're going to pick them. But my gut instinct is just going to be the more that you pour into the program and the more effort you're putting in, the more we notice the effort, the more we're going to highlight and reward that effort, right? Um, the second thing we want to do is just, uh, we kind of do this again, but not in a systematic form formulatic way. And we're going to highlight and highlight your wins. And again, we want to give you and reward you for, for the hard work you're doing. But at the same time, this is a benefit for us because we get to sh show some of the, some of the success of the program. And it's a, it's a way of social proof. Um, and so just wanted to show you guys what we're working on and we got some amazing more stuff coming in the pipeline. So just super excited um, to share all that with you, but what do you scale of one to 10? How helpful do you think that would be uh, for you? Put it in the chat. How helpful do you think that would be for you? Awesome. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. I just, I just stole 10 minutes from you. I hope it was worth it, but let's get, get started. Um, so today, this is our first alumni panel. Uh, we sometimes bring one student or one alumni at a time, but I thought like, hey, like, why don't we do this? And maybe if you guys enjoy this, maybe what we can do is we can rotate the panel and have an alumni panel the last Wednesday of the month. Um, and that way, I think more than just sharing the stories, I think it's funny because you, you all learn that Tristan, Adrian, Jay, and Savannah all had completely different backgrounds, all had completely different stories, and all have completely different jobs at the end of the day. We have a data science uh, engineer. We ha I mean, all different. Like, well, I'm going to let them talk to, talk to you about. And you're going to see that none of their routes look the same, but it ended the same. And that's what the hope that I want for all of you is to show you that regardless of your background, your story, 
And regardless of what you've done so far, if we follow some simple principles that I, you're going to see some commonality in their journey, right? That you will also find success because I want all of you here to find success. So instead of me just giving you a lame introduction, I'm going to let each of them, you know, like not go into this 20 minute spiel, but at least tell a little bit about themselves. And then what I, I will do is I'm going to moderate this a little bit and then let the last half of the, like the, the last half of the time, open it for Q and A. So I'm just going to order. I'm going to go in the order that I see you on my screen and Tristan, man, you're first. Hi everyone. Uh, so I guess I'll just give a summary of myself and what I do. If that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Hi everyone. I'm Tristan Joseph. I met Daniel almost, I met Daniel last June, I believe, um, joined his program, uh, started posting content on the internet. And then I eventually got reached out to by someone who works uh, at the company I work at now. It's an investment firm in New York. And I am a data scientist at that firm. Um, I guess before doing that, I would have graduated from Pace University undergrad in May of last year. And it was a bit weird because the pandemic, but uh, yeah. Love it. No, that's good. Don't worry. I, I'm going to ask uh, deeper follow-up okay. questions, especially okay. like, to each one. So don't worry. We'll get there. This is, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's a little bit about you. Uh, Adrian, you're next. Silvana, then. And then Jay. Just want to let you guys right, know. I'm so. next. So hi, I'm Adrian. Um, uh, yeah, uh, my story is kind of the same in, in, in the sense that I also met Daniel right after graduating in the midst of the global catastrophic pandemic. And uh, that was quite uh, amazing because uh, now I'm here and I'm at the other side of the, of the road. And uh, yeah, I got a job with a engineering company uh, here in Austin. And, and I'm excited. Um, it's fun um, to work as an engineer. So just so you know. Silvana. Everybody, Silvana. Um, also the same, I don't know when Adrian joined, but I joined also in June uh, with Tristan um, and both of their content was like unbelievable, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, I work now, I graduated with my master's in December and now I work for uh, LISC, which is a local initiative support corporation. Um, and I've been stalking them for like two years, pretty much since I started my, my master's program. Um, and I do um, green affordable housing work and economic opportunities. Um, and I freaking love it. So very good to be here. Um, Mama Jay's in the house. What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Jordan Alford, um, but you call me Jay or Mama Jay. And everybody was going into like their Daniel Meek story. I looked back at our um, LinkedIn and Daniel, we missed our one year anniversary. I met Daniel March 8th, 19th of 2020. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so it's been a year, which is like so crazy. But um, yeah, after being uh, joining the program and completed the program, um, I was Daniel's podcast producer um, for a while. 
took over, and from there, I got a job as a podcast producer at wait, Sweet wait, wait. Fish Media. I did not get um, you a job. Time out, okay, time out, okay. time out, time out. Well, Who got he the job? helped got me the job. in the process feel confident enough to do a potential proof project, um, which helped land me the job at Sweetfish Media. Um, and I am still here at Sweetfish Media as a podcast producer. Um, I'm posting over too. So um, still growing in my role there, but I love it. And I could not thank Daniel enough. This is an amazing program. Uh, I'm so excited. Like, it's so interesting, like knowing like the backgrounds of all four of you, right? Like, and I wish the students here can just go into my head. So I'm going to have some, some questions for all of you. And I want you guys, the four of you, I'm going to do kind of, I'm going to start out with like some speed questions. And I want you guys to just with you know, less than five words, tell me like how you felt. Right. So here's the first question before joining the program, right. Um, from a scale, all right, yeah, from a scale of one to 10, how, like, oh, the okay, terrible question. Did you use LinkedIn before joining the program? No, hardly. I had a LinkedIn, but I didn't use it for anything. Yeah, you got not, it. I, I, I had LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to use it properly. Okay. Um, before joining the program, did you do the shotgun approach or the sniper approach? Shotgun. 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 After the program, you. will you use the shotgun or the sniper approach? No, ever again. <laughs> ever again. Ever again, will you use your shotgun ever? Um, when you were targeting companies, right? When you were like, when you got to a point where you got some clarity, how many companies were you focused on max? At the, at the peak of it, how many of you? Tristan, how many companies were you in, in like targeting? Or how many companies did you apply before you landed this one after you joined the program? Uh, I would, I had a, a, like a list of, I want to say 10 max, okay. nothing more than 10. Yeah. Adrian. So before the program, I like applied for, I don't know, like close to a hundred jobs. Yeah. After. Uh, I kind of targeted like 20 companies. Okay. How, so 20 companies. And then how many offers did you receive? Uh, total two. Okay. Silvana, how many companies did you, were you focused on when you were in the program? Um, I mean, in the beginning, I like five, I was very aggressive. Um, but I kind of went back to my roots because since I've been stalking this one organization since the beginning, I was like, you know what, let me focus all my energy into this one. So at the peak, I was focusing on just two. Um, and then Lisp was the one I applied to, and that's that's the one that I got. Oh, is he frozen for anyone else? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> man. Totally frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> I'm having terrible internet. Um, Jay, how about you? How many places did you apply after you joined the program? I was one and done. Um, <laughs> it was a one and done situation. Yeah. Okay. My girl. Now. All of you in this chat does not edit. it. Like, before you join the program, or if you haven't joined the program, how many companies have you applied for in the last three months? Just put the number. It's okay. Be vulnerable. Like, I just want to show you guys something. Be open. Before you join the program, or if you haven't joined the program, how many companies did you apply in the last three months? Okay. Like, I lost my numbers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess what I'm trying to say is this quant quantity does not win. It's quality, quality, quality. Okay. This is all about quality, quality applications, quality relationships. This is what's going to get you hired, not applying to every company. Like, and if that didn't sink in, as you were hearing, like, like less than 10 if you were like, like you were hearing this and, and look, I understand that if you're an international student, so Adrian's an international student, you might have to have a bigger list because of just the, 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 the sponsorship situation, but the list should still be manageable because if you're an international student, you're putting more time and effort into the application. I understand you can have more companies, but the, the thing that I want to make sure you never lose sight on is the quality. I, one of my favorite quotes, Adrian said it, it's about building friends. When he started counting relationships and not counting job applications, everything changed. Remember that? Yeah, I love that. I, that I'm so proud of my quote. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of the quote, man. Can you elaborate a little bit on that and like why? Yeah, what, sure. On that quick. So what what I did, what I like, the quote was, um, I used to have a list of companies I applied for, and now I have a list of people that I'm thankful for. Um, and that's just, uh, that's just so much better. Like in general, like just uh, if you're keeping track of the people that, uh, that you have come to know, like uh, even if they didn't give you a, a, a job, but maybe you asked them a question uh, that maybe helped you to uh, get to the next step or meet another person. Like just that relationship is, is just keep, keeping uh, that relationship and building that relationship is just much better than just filling applications. And, yeah. Uh, because it's human, you know, and we are human. I love that. And um, Fatima, I know you're not in the panel right now, but I know that you will be in about a month or so. Um, and I just want to let you know how proud I am just giving you a shout out how you've been able to shift and started building those relationships. So give you a shout out. Uh, you don't need to speak. I don't want to put you on the spot. Just want to let you know um, that I am really proud of you on that. Um, Jay, I want one of the things. Um, actually, I don't know, Tristan. Did you create a potential proof document? I can't remember. So what what happened was, um, I guess a bit of backstory. I would have started uh, making like posting blogs and whatnot on Medium and on. Uh, LinkedIn and things like that. And what happened was, well, I, I posted a lot of blogs, like maybe three every week or something. And what happened was the company that I now work for, one of their data scientists, uh, we connected on LinkedIn and then they started following my blogs and following my LinkedIn. And then he would have shared like my profile and my blogs with the company. And uh, well, they then eventually had a role that was open and when he when the role opened like they didn't post the role they didn't do anything like that they he reached out and he said hey would you be interested in basically moving through the interview rounds for this role we really like your content things like that and when i went through the interview process with the other team members I of course submitted my resume, but we we didn't talk about any prior experience or anything to do with school and things like that. All we talked about in the, the interview was the content that I would have posted. So I, I I didn't necessarily create a potential proof document like that, but what I did do was I had 
um, content out there already that was related to the company and to data science in general. I would say after I did complete the, the, the interview process and I knew that I was kind of going forward, Daniel does mention like a, a 30, 60, 90 day document. I did create that and I would have submitted that to my team. And actually, no, I just came up on my six month performance review. So to rank me, they would have used that document that I submitted and then said, did I complete what I did? Did I not complete what I did? And they actually asked me to make another one for, the, for ongoing. So yes, I did. And no, I did not at the same time. But I think uh, the method that I used was, was great. It worked for me. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about a potential proof document or what that is and what that is because everybody did it. And even Tristan, now that I remember more of your story, you did, right? Yeah. Ultimately, what, the, what, what a potential proof document's goal is, is to prove why you're the right fit for it and to prove that you can do the job. And the way Tristan did it in his example is that he proved his knowledge about, that his knowledge in data science through his blogs that allowed the decision maker, you know, the head of the, the, the head of data science for that, for the company to know that Tristan knew what he was talking about well enough to showcase his skills. And this document, we have a couple of templates in the program. And I know that like, I would say like half of the, the, the ones that we are, are being turned in are very similar to each other. And, and that's great. And I want to make it easier for all of you. But I also don't want to limit you on your creativity on what those products look like, because it could look like a blog on LinkedIn. It could look like a podcast for Jay and it could look like anything else. So I kind of want to go and let, you know, everybody in the panel talk about their potential proof document. What was their thought when they were building it? And how do you think that played a role in getting hired? Um, and I'm going to kind of go backwards now. I'm going to go Jay, Silvana, and then Adrian. Yes. So for mine, um, like Daniel said, I created a podcast and I, at first I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, Daniel, like, what do I do for this? And he was like, well, you know, you're applying for, you know, the podcast producer role. Why not make a podcast? And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> so um, from there, before I started making a podcast, um, I kind of made like a website kind of thing on Canva. Um, and in the first round of interviews, um, I made a video first off, um, just thanking the interviewers ahead of time. Um, I kind of had insight on like who my interviewers would be, would be. So I made a video just saying like, hey, sweet fish, thank you so much for, you know, even considering me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I had that ready to go before my interview. Um, so as soon as the interview was over, within like five minutes, I shot that video over to them and just already sent them a, a thank you video. Um, then there was a little website kind of thing that I built out with um, the potential proof that I included from work that I did with Daniel and with Samuel, which was uh, another podcast I was working on at the time. And it just kind of displayed some of the work that I did um, for both of those. And I also included the podcast that I, after the second round of interviews, um, I sent them a podcast of, um, you know, why I wanted to work for them, why I would be the best fit. And then the last one was three, um, three people who 
would basically vouch for me why three people who would say like she can do this job so I had Daniel I had the other person um, who I was producing their podcast and one of my professors hopped on the podcast and I called it the sweetest fish so I kind of branded it based off of the company's brand Um, and I guys I never worked for anything harder like I had worked on literally everything because I was like you know Daniel said pick 10 but as much effort as I am putting into this like that's a lot to do for 10 and like for everyone you know he says like everyone has to be tailored so I was like honestly maybe in the back of my mind I was being lazy because I was like who wants to do this for 10 companies (laughs) like so I sat there and I spent a long time tailoring it to their brand researching on LinkedIn I connected with literally anybody I saw on their LinkedIn um, that had sweet fish in it I connected with them and then as soon as I got done with my interview Uh, Well, I sent that to them before my second interview. So that way in the second interview, everyone had already seen it. And so I sent it to the CEO of the company. I sent it to a few different people in the company who had like, you know, some pull and they didn't know who I was. They're just like, who's this random girl sending me a podcast? But they were talking about it before my interview. Like they had already internally discussed it. And like, now that I know like the, the inner workings of the company, like we had a Slack channel, they dropped it in the Slack channel. So literally everyone in the company saw it like before I even interviewed. And so they were talking about it. And once I got to the interview, everyone was like really excited. Um, and, you know, typically you'd have like the weekend or whatever, once you get decided, like if you were gonna, um, you know, get the role. And they said, my now boss, Allison, she said she didn't have to take the weekend. She told him as soon as I got off the call, like, that's the girl, we need her. Like, so that was just as much work as I put into that. I'm like, thank God, (laughs) you know, it it worked out. But man, um, I don't know where I would be without it because that that made it stand out. Um, Nobody else had ever done that for them before. And now um, James, actually our CEO, he's been suggesting it to our clients to do. He's been suggesting it to like his friends who are applying for jobs or anything like that. Damn, I should get some royalties from James. What'd you say? I'm going to tell, I'm going to start charging James from some royalties or some consulting fees. Man. And then he also, on our offboarding process, um, he tells the ones who are applying for other jobs to create a podcast. Like that's, he baked that in. Like, so it's crazy how they have kind of adapted that um, because no one had done that before. But yeah. So thank you so much, Daniel, because it really did um, change my life. So uh, I, I, I love that story. And, and I love that story a lot because it was, uh, um, generally speaking, I don't necessarily know a lot of the companies that you guys are interviewing with, but this particular company that Jay was interviewing with, like uh, the, CEO and, the CEO and I are really good friends. And so when I was trying to get Jay a job in a sense, he literally says, um, hey, Daniel, it's not my decision. It's my team's decision, right? Like I'm, I'm like, I'm too high up to like influence this hiring role. But, and then it was funny because once she got the job, we brought Jay and the CEO into a call and we were able to talk about like how Jay was feeling during the interview process and how the CEO was feeling. And I quote you now, and this is recorded. You guys can go back and watch this conversation. He said, I literally was a no brainer of hiring. It was a no brainer decision to hire her. And if my team didn't hire her, it would have been a very serious conversation explaining why wouldn't you hire somebody like that? Right. Um, and I know that it sounds crazy now, 
but I can guarantee you. So like, if I were to tell you before you joined the program, all four, well, let me ask this question after, uh, I get super excited. So I get sidetracked. Uh, Silvana, tell me us a little bit about your potential proof document. Um, and how did that, how did that play a role in the, getting the job? First of all, it's super unfair to go after Jay because her story <laughs> is much more exciting than mine is. Sorry, mine's a lot more like bureaucratic, like your typical like nonprofit. Um, but for me, I also did not. I was kind of like Tristan. I did not do a potential proof, um, just again because just the, the type of company that it was, I was trying to, I, I did a 30, 60, 90 plan. Yep. Um, and I went all out and just like Jay said, like I did a lot of work to put that in like a concise, like clean manner, but also showing a lot of potential. So I was like, oof, like after this, like this has got to be it because <laughs> replicating that, like and doing that much research for another company, it was like, no. So thankfully that worked out. Um, but yeah, it, it was um, my 30, 60, 90. I submitted that with the application after I had already talked to three different people on the national team that had connections to the Boston office. Um, and they kind of gave me like the rundown of like challenges and different projects that were like that hadn't even rolled out yet. So I had all of that knowledge. I put all of that into that 30, 60, 90 plan. Um, and yeah, and I, I actually, did I? So, and that was actually one of the, that was one of the things that they mentioned in the first interview is one that they had never had anyone submit any type of plan with their cover letter and resume. And same, and I think Tristan also said that they brought it up um, at his 90 days and then asked you to do it again. Same, so I've only been working on for three weeks. Um, oh. <laughs> so I've only been working for three weeks, but I've already had my one-on-one -on -one with my direct supervisor and she brought up my plan also, um, just to kind of start using that as a guide because by the grace of God, I was pretty spot on with my responsibilities um, and what that was going to be. So yeah, mine, mine was a little different. Um, certainly not as cool as a podcast, um, but it was, it, I think it just, it's the same pattern of just like throwing everything yes. into whatever doc because I think you also have to take into consideration the culture and how they're going to receive what you submit like maybe a podcast could have worked but maybe you know what I mean it's just yeah. like more serious but I think you just have to get that feel for what you're applying for um and just kind of like go all in like research the hell out of it. Whoops. I think here the biggest takeaway is understanding your audience, right? And it's a podcast that will not work for everybody, right? Like a, a, um, a blog on data science would not work for everybody, right? Like um, it's really important to understand why you're doing this and why you're doing this is really two main reasons. One, you're showing them that you can do the job. Like, hey, how can Jay be a pod? If we're hiring for a podcast producer, what better way for her to show that she can produce a podcast than producing a podcast, right? Like if we're hiring for a data scientist, what better way to know that he can do data science when he's writing about data scientists and how it relates to puppies? Like I remember, right? Like, um, and I think that is like the, 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 like here's the biggest takeaway. Who cares how the project looks, but can you prove that you could do the job? And then two, can you prove that you want it so bad that, that anybody reading it can look at that project and be like, wow, 
they put a lot of effort into this. This is not a copy and paste. Like you can tell they really want that job and that's what's going to set you apart. Now, um, we'll, we'll go to Adrian and then I'm going to ask a couple of questions to the audience kind of like regarding potential proof documents. Cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, first of all, I wanted to say, um, kind of in the same line, um, I said I, I targeted like 20 companies, but the potential proof document, you don't have time to do 20 of them. Like you, <laughs> you just like go target one company and you just boom, boom, boom. Like, and I remember I spent like, like, I don't know, at least like 10 hours doing the document. And I think you still have it, right, Daniel? Or, I have the, the uh, Schmier's Electric. Schneider Electric, yeah. Schneider Electric. That's the uh, the one I, like I did uh, for, for Schneider, which I didn't get an offer, not because they didn't want me. I mean, I think they wanted me, but they just had no money because of the pandemic. But anyways, um, so uh, basically, uh, the the if you want me, I, I have it right now. I can kind of like go over it uh, go if you want me to come in. Share your screen. All right. Uh, where is the share screen? Oh, here. This guy, you know, he, he gets a job. He forgets how to use Zoom. Like, <laughs> Wait. Too cool for school. Like, let me tell you guys a fun fact what this guy finds his stuff. We used to stick around after group coaching calls. Adrian will pull out his ukulele and he'll try to make jokes. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I say try. I, everybody thought they were funny. I thought they were okay. Uh, in the end, he did say one that was really funny. Um, sorry, man. I missed I miss the ukulele. I took it for granted. I want the ukulele back. You took it for granted. I took it for granted. I apologize. Um. <laughs> All right. Can you see my screen? Mm, I mean, it's it's just dark. I don't know unless it froze on my end again. Now it's just locked into your black screen. I can't even get you out not to share it. That's weird. Okay. Oh, this is being really bright. Let me I can share my screen and stop you from sharing it. Yeah, this is yeah. sketchy. Very sketchy. <laughs> this is coming from a 4.0 GPA yeah. engineer saying you can't hack us. You just hack Yeah, us. I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say, I think there you go. Stop sharing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Zoom is hiring, by the way. I agree with all of you here. Um, so when before the four of you, before you joined the program, like when you walked into the interview, what do you think was the odds of you getting the job? So before you joined the program, like how come if you walked into any interview, how confident were you? Uh, that you would walk away with a job offer afterwards? Like what were the odds that you would get the job? Like how? Not at all. I mean, slim to none, honestly. I didn't even know a podcasting was a job field um, that was even applicable, but I I didn't have the confidence. So that alone, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. What about Tristan and Adrian? Go for it, Tristan. Sure. Uh, same. I, I would I would do interviews and have no clue how they went and like sort of just not know how to maybe ask for feedback or, or if to ask for feedback. Um, 
so not be confident at all that I would be moving from the first round. Adrian. Yeah, for me, the the analogy I like is the beggar mentality versus hero mentality. So before uh, like learning all these things, um, I would go about uh, looking for a job like a beggar, like like uh, focusing on, oh, I need a job. Uh, and that's the message I, I sent to everyone. But, but the hero is the one that is like wanted, you know? And, um, and I just discovered that. I discovered I'm a hero. <laughs> I didn't know it. So, um, you heroes in a way. So, yeah, before, before uh, I didn't confident, I didn't have as much. And now um, I realized um, I am pretty much uh, what many people need. So. Yeah. I honestly, I might still use credit on that quote because I think that's such a good way to, yeah, like this really <laughs> a good way to see it because I, I when I when I start working with with a student, you're right. It's this like the mentality is, I need help. Somebody should help me out. Like, help me get a job. It's like beggar mentality, and it's funny because even nonprofits do not hire you because they feel bad for you, right? They, they hire you because you solve the problem that they have. Now, here's the question that I have for everybody else in this room. If you interview and that's your document, what are the odds of you getting the job over them if you use the techniques that you're using before this call? Like, put it in the chat. Like, what percent? Yeah, okay. Like, that, that is why I think like, that is why when I tell you how confident I am to be able to help you, it's, it's because I want to shift that mentality um, and say, instead of you going in there as like a beggar, I want you to go into the interview like the hero. Like I'm here to, I'm here to help your company. Like you're, there's not a charity. Like you need me more than I need you. And here's why. And if you're not walking into the interview like that, then you didn't do your homework. Like I had this conversation with, with Natalie, uh, like literally two hours ago, we we're getting her ready for her final round of interview with Microsoft. And we we're thinking about a potential proof document for her. And, and, and I told her, I mean, Natalie, if you can speak up, what did I say to you in that call? Um, you said a lot. Um, so which part do you want me to talk about? Like I told you how much work do I expect you to do from now until then? A lot of work. Uh, <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work a lot to put my all to do. I mean, do you want me to go specifics? But yeah, a lot of work. walk us through the job you're applying for and walk us through what you're planning to do right now as your potential proof document. So this is somebody that is literally interviewing and is about to create her potential proof document. Um, okay, so I'm um, interviewing for a content writer role at Microsoft and they so basically it's like technical writing um and the team that i'm going to interview for a new i guess app um that they're they're developing so it doesn't have too many people using it um so i'm going to create a potential proof document but on that website so it's like a digital platform so i'm going to create 
um, the potential proof document on there. Um, but that's going to take a lot of work because I'm going to have to learn how to use it myself. And it looks like it's not even that user friendly yet, um, but I'm prepared to put it in. And so the story will give you, we'll let you guys know the ending of the story in a future call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm really confident that it's just about putting in the work and showing it because even if the project fails, like if she fails at like whatever, if she's able to show how that she put the effort it's going to go a really long way. So uh, what I want to do is just kind of open it up for, for Q and a, uh, if you guys have questions, you can raise, uh, using the reaction button, raise your hand, or you can put a question mark in the chat. Um, and then we'll open it up for some Q and a for 10 to 15 minutes. If you guys don't have questions, I got, okay. Yep. Go ahead, my friend. You're the only one with the hand raised. Okay. Um, I was just about to ask for a quick question. I guess it's just much more technical. Um, can you just quickly go over snapshot and gunshot approach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... Great. Great. So quickly. Uh, 30, 50, a 36 day, 90 day in game plan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely do that. So I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just uh, on the first week of my course, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congrats, though. I'm glad you made the, the, the move. So um, shotgun approach is what generally, it's what I call what most college students do. They go online and they apply for every job they meet the minimum qualifications for, right? A sniper approach is a, is a complete opposite. Instead of you just applying everywhere, you pick a handful of companies, you know, five to 10 companies max, and you put all your eggs in, in those baskets. Like that's it, you just focus on those companies. The criteria is that you only wanna focus on companies that are hiring. Um, and so you, you don't wanna like, if you wanna work at um, at a company but they're currently not hired, then they wouldn't be on your list. So it was just more about going back to what we were talking about this conversation is focusing on just two or three companies. It's actually gonna be more effective than if you focus on 30 to 40 companies. And so we have all these four testimonials to kind of to show you that. Now, the 30, 60, 90 day game plan is essentially a document that you create to show the company that you're not just saying that you want to work there, but you have a plan or you plan to accomplish in the first 90 days. Um, most companies um, have a con when you sign a contract with any employer, regardless if it's a full time job, a contract or a part time job you actually sign a 90 day probational period. So like they can fire you within 90 days without any costs, right? Without any liability. And so the first 90 days are set to be the most important days of your job, right? And companies know that, but that's not really taught at the university level, right? That's actually taught some, that is something that I learned in the corporate world that is really standard to do when you're applying for higher level roles. And all I did was just teach my mentees had to do that at a level entry role. And what we found is, again, you're able to communicate your value, you've done your homework on the position, and you can show them why you're gonna be a good fit. And um, and we have examples so that we can share with you because it'd be a lot easier for you to see some examples, but essentially is what do you plan to do in the first 30 days, like network, get to know the company, onboarding, all that. And then ultimately what you plan to do in 60 days um, and then 90 days, and that obviously changes position after position. And then somebody said, um, should the 90 day plan be more about the company or self? It should be more about the role that you're gonna be doing. 
right? Like, what is the role? Like, if you're hired, like, so Jay's like podcast producer, in 90 days, she should be able to produce 10 podcasts on herself, right? Like, or, or whatever that is. And it takes research. And the more research you can do, and the more customized that you make it for that particular role, the better it will look. Did that make sense? Um, if you're a mentee, we have tons of templates. Like, like I know that is one of the things that uh, Natalia is working on. And within the next couple of weeks, we will have them all in one place for you to do it. Uh, we've also have a mastering college to career premium Canva account. And what we're going to do is start uploading those templates into that Canva account so that you can obviously just cop, make a copy of it and start tweaking other people's to make it easier for you to make. So, um, so yeah. And so you can find the password and login information for the premium Canva account inside of the Slack under general. Yeah. Natalie. Um, this is just a question for um, the four people. Um, so do you feel like creating these things and standing out give you an edge in the first 90 days in terms of like how they perceive you? Um, you know, just talk a little bit about how it helped you even past being hired. Um, yeah, I'll go. Um, I think that a, you're not gonna know, like just coming from college, you're not an expert. Like however much that you know, you're not an expert, even still like once you get into the job. And so showing them how much you want the role and how, like what great links that you're gonna go to even just put yourself out there and learn, like in those 90 days, you're gonna make mistakes. And there's things that you might not know all the way on how to do, but because they know like you want to be here and you're not just, you know, you didn't just kind of finesse your way through a resume to get here. Um, they're be more willing to work with you and talk with you um, on those kind of questions and be willing to help you more because they know that you want to be there and like you genuinely want to be here to learn um, and you're here for the long haul. So that was my experience um, in the beginning. Um, they And they told me straight up in the interview, a lot of people, once they get here, they don't last past this certain point because this, A, it's a, a, it's a scale up company and um, this role in particular has so many moving parts. So don't get overwhelmed. Let us know if you're getting overwhelmed, you know. And so at first I was like, you know, I got it. I produce podcasts. And I was like, well, no, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I did not know. And I did not know. I did not know. Like those things that pop up, like you had no idea that it would pop up. But because they knew that I wanted it so bad and that I had put in that effort already, they're totally willing to like work with me here. Um, people outside of my role willing to help me here and give you advice too. So um, yeah, that, that's how that's affecting me. If I could just piggyback really quick. Um, I think just something that's really important to also keep in mind is like to not stress yourself out about it actually being something extremely accurate because you're not in that role. Like I you know, I've made my plan, but now I'm finding out that I'm also going to be doing 88 other things <laughs> that were not in that plan. And they, they know that, but I think just like what Jay said is the fact that they see that you have a plan that even if, cause I had like a pretty big experience gap, I'd never worked with affordable housing, but the fact that I had a plan and I was like, listen, this is how I plan on growing into that role, like ASAP. I think that that spoke volumes to them. And it, it, again, it showed that confidence that I, that I could do it. So yeah, just make sure you don't pigeonhole yourselves that it's not like exactly what the role is gonna be. Um, Cause it's, it's gonna change and they, they know that, so. 
And I would agree with that. And I would also add something. Um, it is the thing about uh, being yourself and being authentic and being genuine. Um, and this is something that uh, you want to do as early as possible before getting the job. And so that when you have, when you're there, when, when you have the job, like you have no trouble to just be yourself and say, hey, uh, I'm trying to learn. This is how, how I'm interpreting this. This is how I'm seeing this. Um, and you will get helped uh, because people get helped uh, people that are that are vulnerable uh, get noticed and 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 get help because because they're willing to take the risk of of learning, which is basically first saying that I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, love it. I I think here, I, Savannah, you said it best when you said they don't expect that document to be perfect because you're not in that role yet. It's the fact that you put that effort. Now, my suggestion would be in your first week, you go to your boss and you say, hey, I created this document without being in the company. Can we sit together and actually adjust and tweak the document? Because I truly feel like I truly want to keep my word and, and deliver on what I promise, right? And that's going to really set an amazing foundation for you and your boss, because now you're going to have a metrics to hold you accountable. And here's the thing, the number one reason why someone leaves their job is not compensation, it's, it's their boss. The number two reason is lack of clarity. And what this document is gonna allow you to do is gonna make it easier for you to be managed and led, right? And, and, and clarity is so important. And I know like I drive this home, I talk about this all the time with my team, like we all need to be transparent, we all need to be on the same page and we have to have a plan so that we can hold each other accountable to those numbers, right? To that plan. And that's what the document does is that you're letting them say, hey, I'm coachable. Here's what I expect for myself, but I will, when you start say, but I want to know what you expect and let's create this document together and let's have this meetings a 30 day, a 60 day and a 90 day meeting. And that shouldn't end after 90 days to Tristan's point. We should then create another one. It might not be, uh, and you should have a 30 day check-in with your boss. You shouldn't have a career conversation once a year. And this document serves as that foundation for that. Um, we have two more questions. So like, let's, and try to speed it up because I do would like, um, for our panelists in the end to just give us one piece of advice they wish we all knew. So uh, let's speed up. And if, if you have, again, I would like to invite you if you're a guest to learn more about the program after the call is concluded. I mean, I can feel like we might run over by a, a couple of minutes. I hope you guys can stick around. So, so Maria. I just want to know if um, the, the document helped you negotiate your salary. Do you think um, it gave you confidence to, uh, you know, negotiate your salary. Um, I will start because I also asked Daniel for advice for negotiating uh, my salary. And uh, it was not just a document. Um, I mean, it was a document, the LinkedIn profile, the connections, like <laughs> literally everything um, that I had been building. Um, was uh, very helpful and uh, gave me confidence because, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it was just very simple. I, I knew I was uh, basically a treasure for the company and, and they found me and I'm like, okay, but uh, where's my treasure? <laughs> so, yeah. That's a great way. 
Um, I'm really bad. Yes, you're next. Yes, you, you're on mute though. Okay, hi everyone, I'm Shui. I'm in computer and electrical engineering. Um, I had a question, you brought up talk about relationships and connections and I actually have a meeting with the CEO of a pretty big company. I have no idea how I got her to say yes, but she's setting up a meeting with me and I just, I don't know how to talk to her because I know she's not going to give me a job. I know that. I know she's not gonna pull strings, but how do I build that connection and talk to her? That's amazing. Uh, can I start? I don't know if she's just going to call you on and say, hey, let Adrian answer this. Is like the most personable guy here. If you don't <laughs> like Adrian, then I, I, then I think there's something, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Bro, okay. So here we go. Uh, uh, like, this is how it, how it, go, how it works. Like, like, I basically spent my summer uh, having uh, weekly calls with different people. Like, and it all started, I think, in June. Um, uh, and it was my, my first call with, with a guy from, from a company. He was a pretty high-level uh, guy. Um, and he was just, like, super friendly. Like, hey, uh, virtual cup of coffee. I'm like, sure. And I was super nervous. But uh, here's the thing. Um, what helps is uh, know yourself. Uh, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is uh, to want to know, to be interested and to show that, that interest. So, um, and with all the people that, uh, like we probably 90% of the people that I talked to over a phone call or a Zoom call, I didn't talk about a job opportunity. Maybe I asked like, oh, like, what are you guys doing in your team? Like, do you think you need uh, help? But but we did not talk about a job, uh, which is kind of like the idea of it. Like you're not there to really talk about a job. You're just there to, uh, because you're interested in that person. Like you, you just want to know how they got there. So there are a couple of things that you can be interested in. You can be interested in the person, in the story of that person. So you can uh, think of questions that you have to that specific person. So that helps build the relationship. The second thing is the company in general. So if it's a CEO, uh, she probably likes to go to, to talk about the company. And the third thing, uh, which is uh, also the way you can get to talk about a potential opportunity is to talk about or ask about what they are currently doing and what they're working on their team or what projects they're doing. So, the, and the worst thing that can happen is that you learn. <laughs> Like that's the worst thing that can happen. Like you, you just ask like, hey, what are you guys working on right now? I'm, I'm such a fan of your company. And, and you show that enthusiasm and you show that interest and you show that you really appreciate what they're, what they are doing because you do. Um, and that's the way to, to like lead them to some kind of like, um, um, I, I guess the way to say is like, they will appreciate you back because you appreciate them, uh, you, you learn, um, you basically teach them uh, in, in a quick call like that, that you are valuable and that you value them, uh, basically. How long are those calls? Uh, I would say 30 minutes. Yeah. I think everything you're saying is amazing. Great point. It's like, if you can Google the answer, um, don't ask it. Like just research it, ask follow-up questions and make it personal. 
All right, all right, all right. Last question, and then let's go for advice. Okay. Um, I'm not sure uh, if uh, anyone of, from the panelists have faced this kind of a problem, but uh, have you done a cold call? Because um, most of the uh, persons or most of the people you need to go after or hunt them down <laughs> in terms of job hunting. Um, it's very much of like a uh, work to like, you know, do the cold call like through Google LinkedIn and most of the time it's usually not successful. So um, can you give me advice on that? Like how, how should I pull the strings on that, on that part? I can go again. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody would had to do some sort of cold calling or cold messaging, right? Like, I think, I guess let me ask a question. Tristan, did you, did you send any messages to random the people that you didn't know on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely send messages to people I, I had never met in my life on LinkedIn. I didn't actually call them. So maybe if you're actually calling, I can't give advice there. But I did message people on LinkedIn and the approach I usually used was uh, that I'm trying to, I'm not just asking some random question again, not something that can be Googled or, or just like, hey, tell me about Google or whatever company it is, right? I would probably do some research on either the person or the, the specific team that they're on or problems that that team is trying to solve. And then tell them, hey, I saw that you posted something that I was interested in, um, would love to connect with you so that I can learn more about that thing, something like that. So I never reached out um, asking, hey, are there any available positions on your team or, or asking for a job in general? So I think Adrian probably said it best. You reach out trying to learn something and that's yeah. the approach. Yeah. Yeah. And and Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, adding on that, um, um, the 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 most common uh, ground you can find, the better. Uh, uh, actually, the the word that I'm right now, um, it was a cold call. Like it was a guy I uh, I found in LinkedIn, and uh, we set up a call, and I told him my sad story, my sad or happy story. And he was happy to hear me and also to teach me new things. Well, we didn't really talk about that much about, um, we talked about the company, not, not really about the job, but, um, but yeah, um, he forwarded my resume to my boss, uh, who is now my boss. Um, so yeah, uh, anything that, that could be like particular to that person and to you that could spark conversation um, it, and it, it doesn't have to be like, uh, rocket science. Like, uh, it's, it's really, it can be very human and very simple. Like, uh, like, Hey, this is my story. I'm just making connections because I want to learn more about, uh, companies and job opportunities. I don't know if, if you would have time for a call, but I would be very happy to, uh, schedule a phone call or a zoom call, um, with you. Yeah. Um, that's before. Sorry, that's after you connect with them. 
so for the connection, I would I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't bring up the call. I would just say um, this is why I want to connect with you and say some particular things why that person uh, um, um, is highlighted to you. So yeah. yeah. For that, we have this workbook called the DM Blueprint. It's in the Success Acceleration Library. It'll walk you through those steps that actually they're just they're mentioning how to build a relationship, how to add the connection, how to start the first conversation, and how to build a relationship. There's five steps from stranger to referral. Okay. Um, all right. Really quick, uh, 30 like 10 seconds each. Biggest thing you wish you knew before you started the program, and what is some advice that you want to give the group? Um, I can go really quick. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was to don't uh, don't sell yourself short with the experience that you do have, because everybody has a story, everyone has a background, Um, and the one person that I spoke with. I was going for IBM before I went for LISC and right away she was just like why are you saying you just did this she's like that's valid experience and from that I was like oh damn and then taking that confidence into LISC I think is what did it so just whatever experience even if you think it's not relevant you've built skills in some way or another so don't sell yourself short in any part of your your work or personal life even awesome Jay yeah so beforehand i would say um i really wish i would have known that kind of literally echoing um what you just said um not selling yourself short i think i i went to a small school in the middle of missouri like i was like nobody knows about this and (laughs) i have no idea what i would be you know taking the next steps towards i had no plan so um me and Daniel had a tough conversation and mentality is like 90% of, of the thing. <laughs> if you like, I was in a victim mindset and didn't even know it. And Daniel was like, called it out. And I was like, what? First of all, I was mad. It was like, hi, no victim. And I was like, wait, I'm acting, I'm portraying that. Like he didn't even know me like that. And like, he was the one who called it out in me. And in that mindset, mindset shift really like, changed my life and so mindset is half not more than half the battle um so once you get there mentally you're you're scot-free yeah i had a, I had a tough conversation with natalie today i said you either change your goals or you change your what you're doing you can't have, you can't do both yeah, right in daniel conversations I, w- I was in tears like no joke i was literally crying and he was just like i was just like i'm sorry i'm crying i'm interviewing and he's like it's fine but like what are you gonna do about it and i'm like okay it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, mindset is more than half the battle. Um, Tr- Tristan, so I'm gonna steal what what both Jay and Silvana said. Um, it seems like everyone probably had a tough convo with Daniel because I remember maybe in our first or second conversation, Daniel was like, "Hey, um, it's about visibility, and then you let ability do your work afterwards," and that really stuck with me. So thank you, first of all. Um, but one major thing I would say also really stuck with me was uh, never do the shotgun approach, right? But actually take the time out, although everyone's uh, circumstance is different, but if you can really take the time out to not just apply to jobs, but actually reach out to people and, and build 
connections with them and then that helps you get the job afterwards because again they that allows you or that allows them or people to see what you can do and then if they're fond of you after that you know you just let what you know and your ability to do the work afterwards so yeah adrian yeah um so to say something different although i uh, i resonate with most of what you guys have said um I would say uh, I really appreciated learning uh, about uh, the first week of the of the course, where you just basically uh, assess yourself and and basically self uh, inspect to see what dreams do you have and and what value do you have and and what 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 are you bringing uh, to the people around you? What's your uniqueness, right? Um, and that helped me realize uh, I'm a hero. <laughs> so this is what I said before. Like, um, like um, we are all unique. We are. We all have uh, unique things, unique stories. Um, and and the more you learn to value that, uh, the more also other people will will learn to value you because you will be teaching them to value those things, right? Um, because you are valuing them. Um, and uh, yeah, um, what can I say? Like, this is just, um, it's really just about, um, again, building uh, relationships and, and appreciating people and uh, appreciating yourself and, and, and knowing yourself and, and just putting yourself out there. Love it. One last thing, one last thing. I will say, even like after you get the job, cause you're gonna get it. But after you get the job, go back and do the program again like it's really nice to just like refresh yourself on those steps even while you're in the process of your job because more than likely like you're probably not going to stay there for 40 years so to stay on top of your game see like well that's awesome I think you're doing like a lifetime access right Daniel so as long as you have yeah yeah, Yeah. so as long as you're part of this community like keep up with each other and and stay in tune like to this day and I didn't even tell Daniel this yet but like I still tell people about the program even afterwards and like I made a little TikTok like suggesting it to it um suggesting the program my university took that TikTok Daniel and now they're like pumping it as part of their university like thing like it's literally like you're about to get a flood but like continue to do this program and follow those steps and stay refreshed on all those things because it literally will help you not just right out of college but like professionally like as I tell people about the program they're like wow I wish I would have known that even till this day like as I've been in the workforce for 30 years so these things definitely can continue to help you well I appreciate you guys so much uh thank you guys um for coming for as you guys know uh, once in the family, you're always in the family. You guys know you guys are always welcome. Uh, I'm here to support. Jay's right. I, I actually have a lifetime access to this course, um, and you can always join the call. Uh, side note, I, I think within six months, we'll have a new program, and it's going to be called like Career Masters, and it's to help you guys continue to progress through your career. All right, yeah, so thank you guys for coming. If you're a, a panelist, Adrian, Sil. Silvana, Jordan, and Tristan, you guys know, you guys are my family. Whenever you guys need anything, I'm here. Uh, keep it, keep crushing it. Keep representing the program well. I love you guys. Uh, if you're a mentee, office hours tomorrow, I'm here to support you guys. Be on the lookout for even more amazing stuff coming up. 
uh, we're working on some stuff. I just want you guys know, working on some stuff. If you're a guest, you want to learn about the program, just stick around for five to 10 more minutes or stick around and I'll spend five to 10 minutes telling you guys a little bit more about the program and how you can get involved. And that's it. It's my announcements. That's all I got. Thank you so much. Hi guys. Thank you so much. Bye guys. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.